Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Well, look what finally decided to show up. Hello, Friday. And hello to you too, the listeners here today. Boy, it's been a long week. I don't know about you, but I was beginning to think that this week would never end. It appears that some days or weeks and occasionally months seem to drag on forever. My son, he has a saying when I chat to him at work at the end of the, of the week saying TGIF or thank goodness it's Friday. I have to hand it to these younger folks today as they have come up with ways of saying things without, without a whole mess of words. Hmm, maybe that is what I should be trying to do. But I am a writer and storyteller and the purpose of a good storyteller is not to tell you how to think in so many words, but to give you questions to think about. How'd you like them few words? Anyways, it always has occurred to me that I live in a crazy world and pleasing everyone I found is next to impossible. I've also found though that irritating some is so easy that I barely have to think about it. It all boils down to words and how you say or use them. Like take this virus that is among us and causing a lot of grief, fear, and worry. Them three words, grief, fear, and worry, can sure play on a person's mind. But then if you change the words a bit saying, the coronavirus has turned us all into dogs. We roam the house looking for food. We are told no if we get too close to strangers and we get really excited about car rides and walks from sad to happy in seconds. To me, words that make up stories are never-ending journeys, hidden talents, and in some cases memories, all wanting one thing to be told and heard. And that, my friends, leads me up to the story today. I hope it brings back some memories, but puts a smile on your face, or hey, maybe even a chuckle or two. It's called alarms and things. One item I found that most folks have today is an alarm clock that wakes you up. But back when I was young, my alarm clock was an old rooster that crowed each morning just outside my window. And you know, the the nice part was you never had to change the batteries. The only requirement needed to keep it working was a bit of corn from once in a while. Most mornings, though, I was up before the old rooster as we had milking to do, and getting out of bed became second nature. Hmm, I did write a story about that old rooster. You know, if I have time here today, I'll read it to you. Today, though, I am fortunate and don't need to rely on an alarm clock, as I pretty much get up when I want. My wife and I don't have an old rooster these days either, but living so far back in off the beaten trail as we do, we are often awakened by the birds at the crack of dawn that gets to chatting back and forth to each other just outside our bedroom window. 
I have to admit it is nice to hear them chirping away, sounding so happy. Kind of makes a feller want to climb out of bed every morning. Some folks have a dog, cat, or bird that wakes him up each morning, wanting to be fed or in need of some attention. We don't have a dog, but we used to have Autumn, who is a cat. Every so often she would get to meowing for a treat as she looked forward to it each morning. She was a great old cat, and to this day we still miss her. But as everything in life, nothing is forever. Another modern way of waking up is a coffee maker with a timer on it. A person sets it before going to bed, and come morning you're awakened with the aroma of fresh brewed coffee just begging to be tasted. I have to say, I sure enjoy a cup of fresh perk coffee. My wife and I, though, enjoy it around mid-afternoon. Well, on the subject of coffee, I found that coffee can bother the stomach sometimes, which it did for me for years. But I found that if you take a spoonful or so of Nestle's Nesquik 30%, 33% less sugar, vitamin-rich chocolate, and put it in your coffee, it settles the old stomach right down. I'm not sure why or how, but it works for me. It also makes that second cup taste just that much better. The taste is almost like a chocolate mocha. It is also fantastic in President's Choice Moroccan-style mint green tea. Hmm, here I go again, telling you all my secrets. Anyways, back to the alarm clocks. My son Carl, he has a radio alarm clock, which awakes him each morning with music, which is kind of nice. And it even has a snooze button you can hit in case you feel like an extra 10 minutes sleep. The only thing with that is, every so often he says he hits the button too many times, which in turn can cause him a, to be a bit late for work. I told him that it might be best to move it away from his bed, as that way he would have to get up and shut it off. kind of think that it might be a good idea for most kinds of alarms. Moving along, I see today they even have an alarm for those hard of hearing. They say you put it under your pillow when going to sleep, and come morning, at the time you want to get up, it vibrates like a huge bowl of jelly. That's kind of interesting. I'm a bit of hard hearing, but I don't think I would ever need anything like that, or, for that matter, get used to it. But for some, hey, it might be of some help. Another kind of alarm that was widely used when I was growing up was the one that you wound up manually. They used to call it Big Ben. They had two large bells, one on each side. <laughs> when it went off, a person would jump clear out of the bed with it being so loud. The next thing about that type was that if the power went out through the night, you were still awakened right on time, providing you remembered to wind it before going to bed. Years ago, we had a sort of an alarm clock which was located on top of our school, a bell. Every morning it was used to let the kids know school was about to begin and one had better get moving. It could be heard for miles on a clear day. A similar bell was also used on some of the richer churches to let folks know it was Sunday. Myself, I always knew what day it was, but I expect there is those that need a bit of reassurance or a reminder from time to time. Another interesting clock was a cuckoo clock. One of the first was made in Germany. It consisted of a wooden case of sort, which was decorated 
with carved leaves and animals. Along with that, it had an automation of, a, of the bird that appears through a small trap door while the clock was striking. The bird was often made to move as the clock strikes, typically by an arm that lifts the back of the carving. When the bird awoke to speak, it made a cuckoo sound for each hour. Pretty ingenious, I thought, and really pleasant to listen to while laying in bed in the morning hours. Another is the old chime clock, ticking away, never ending, unless forgotten to be wound. Each hour on the hour, sending out a clang, 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 so one knew exactly what time it was, no matter what part you were in of the house you were in. We have one in our home today, or did have. The spring broke in it a while back. We took it in to get it fixed, and it worked for a week, then went on to Fritz again. I kind of think that the real German parts that were in the inside of the clock was removed and reinstalled with cheap parts. I might be wrong in this assumption, but I don't think so, as a chime never sounded the same after we brought it home. Maybe someday I'll take it to another clock repair guy and see what he has to say. Truth be told, they are hard to find these days. My most favorite, though, of them all, that every so often would await me through the early morning hours while growing up on the farm, was an old owl. Yep, you heard it right, an old owl. Laying in bed listening to him or her hoo-hoo-hooing to her friends in the forest was a sound that seemed to captivate one's mind, and it took me to places without even being there. I have to say I sure miss that old owl. Second of my favorites was the cooing of the morning doves, listening to, to them through the warm summer's day, evening, or morning. Always brought a smile to my face, along with a contentment that can never be told through words. Yes, morning comes to us all, a day with all its splendor, always the same, always different, and always new, just begging to be explored. What was that? Oh. I almost forgot, yeah. I did tell you that at the end of the story, I would tell you another story about a very special kind of an alarm clock that I grew up with while on the farm. Glad you reminded me. I almost forgot. Okay then, here we go. The story is called Alarm Clock. Hmm, what'd you expect? Now, now I know most folks today have some kind of fancy alarm clock, as I mentioned in the story before this one probably digital or maybe even one that wakes you up by playing music like my son's. With them in mind, along with others, I got to thinking of my younger days on the farm. Back then there was no such thing as an alarm clock, or at least one by today's standards. Where I grew up on the dairy farm, I was embedded around 7 p.m. at the latest, and I looked forward to it too, especially after a hard day working out in the fields and looking after all the critters. But after a good night's sleep, I was always up in the morning around 4.15 a.m., and my first chore of the day was bringing in firewood for the cook stove for Laura, along with splitting a bit of kindling. Laura and Reg Potter, they were the folks that adopted me and raised me there for a spell, for those that didn't know. Actually, they are in a lot of my stories, great folks, and I miss them an awful lot. After the kindling for the stove was split and brought in, it was off to the barn to help with the milking. 
I know, what has all that got to do with a story at hand? Well, to get the full meaning of a story, it has to begin at the beginning. Or at least, I think it should. Anyways, my alarm clock was a bit different from what most folks had. Mine was an old red rooster. <laughs> I gotta tell ya, this rooster had a set of lungs on him that could have woken up a whole town if there had been one close by. It should also be noted that most roosters in their right mind only crow when the sun comes up. But for some reason, this crazy old thing we had was up and out on the fence at 4.15 every morning and there was sure no sun showing itself at that time. The worst part was that the spot he picked to do his crowing was right below my window. It should also be noted that he saw a few of my shoes come flying out of the window at him in my days living on the farm. For a while there, I even tried to get Laura to make a rooster pot pie, but she wouldn't hear of it. I think the only reason they kept them around was just to irritate me. <laughs> and I also think that the darn thing got a good laugh out of waking me up every morning. And then, one morning while laying awake in bed waiting for him to start his crowing, for some reason he didn't. I kind of thought that was strange, as he never missed a morning since I moved there. Well, I got up and headed on over to the barn to have a look around, but he was nowhere to be found. I then headed out to the fence, which he usually stood on, and there he was, laying on the ground with blood all over the place. By the look at the tracks around where he was laying, I soon seen that a fox had gotten to him. I have to tell you, I thought he was a goner. But after kneeling down taking a closer look, I found he was still alive. He was one sorrowful looking critter, let me tell you. Taking an even closer look at things, I found that he must have put up one heck of a fight as there were feathers and fur everywhere. Seeing that, I figured he gave that old fox a run for his money. Well, I couldn't just let him lie there, so I picked him up and carried him back to the barn. After examining, examining him, I found that he had one broken wing along with a few minor cuts. Laura, she helped me fix him up, and for the next weeks, I, I kept his wounds clean and tried to get him to eat something. For a few days, he wouldn't eat nothing, but he slowly came around. A couple weeks later, hard to believe, he was back to his old self, and I figured he would soon be back out on the fence in the mornings waking me up. I have to say, while he was recuperating, I actually missed his greetings. Not that I would admit it to anyone. A few, a few more days went by, and then one morning I was woken by a familiar sound. I laid there and smiled. I was happy he was back to his old self. Hearing that, I went downstairs, and to my surprise, I found it was... 4.30 a.m. The old rooster slipped up on his time, I thought, as he usually crowed at 4.15. The next morning, I waited for his call, and darned if it wasn't right on 4.30 a.m. Again, I got to talking to Reg about it, and he said, Well, I guess he figured since you helped and cared for him, he would let you sleep in an extra 15 minutes in the mornings. Maybe so, I said. We will see what he does in the coming days. Time went by, and, you know, every morning after that, the old rooster never crowed till 4.30 a.m., which was okay by me. 
as it saved me walking outside my bare feet to get my shoes. So there you have it, not your average alarm clock, but very effective. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters. <laughs>